We are on the road today at uh, the Restore. Love this place, Main and Barry. It looks like they're starting to get Barry back up and going for us. Yep, yep. The the, the the starting to sell down a little bit. That he's keeping on segments, but yeah, right now by us it's open up. Yeah, uh, it was it was a shock for me a couple of times as Randy Gardner joins us. He's the president and CEO here at the uh, Restore Habitat for Humanity. I um, I, it would be my little shortcut that I would take, right? And you go down, <laughs> yeah. see you guys, swing by, and. Uh, well, we got a new coffee place that's right over here, Dutch Brothers. Dutch Brothers, so, right. So this is my shortcut, and all of a sudden, Monday's like, close. I'm like, no, yeah. no, it's my shortcut. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad it's opened back up. How are things going for you guys here? You feel like it looks great in here. I was bragging about it during the break. It looks awesome, man. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we've done a lot to try and to reorganize the store a little bit. We've expanded our product line some. We've rearranged stuff to try and make it more appealing and more uh, make the flow a little bit better for the customers coming in. So yeah, it is. Uh, it's a really cool location because I feel like you're kind of like right in the heart of Norman, right? It's right here right. off Main Street. You got Barry, which is through town, and you're not too far from Flood. So it's kind of right in the middle of everything. I feel like this is a perfect location, and you've got in the back if people need to drop things off. You got a lot of room here. We do. Yeah, we have a lot of room, and it is a great location, um, especially because our proximity to the university makes it great. Uh, we got a lot of landlords, you know, with students, we got a lot of turnover. And so right. the big thing here is, is when they got to fix those little things when the students move out and new students get ready to move in, uh, we have a lot of the stuff they can get at affordable prices that make it easy to upgrade those homes. Randy, are you trying to say that maybe sometimes students might not take the best care of their furniture? Uh, I'm saying they <laughs> treat stuff a little rough sometimes. They're, they're, they're still learning and still maturing, right? It's so. a process. That's right. Uh, I want to talk about your event that's coming up on Saturday because it sounds awesome. But before I do, What's a big need right now? What do you guys need inside the restore? Where's the challenge? Uh, well, as I mentioned earlier when we were talking, uh, appliances are a big need. Uh, we always have a need for those. Uh, they go out the front doors fast as they come in the back door. So if anybody ha- is upgrading to those newer appliances and want to get rid of those older ones, uh, that's, a, that's a big need for us. Uh, couches and chairs are always a big one. They're, they're a great seller for us. Uh, so those are the real things. And then, of course, if you're upgrading your tools, I mean, we take in old tools, and, and there's always a need there for, for tools and building materials. I will say this. There's a good selection of tables. That's in here right now. They're in good shape. Uh, I feel like since the last time I've been in here, Randy, the books, uh, that it's really expanded from some of the books that you guys have available, both, I mean, reading for adults and some youth books too, right? Yeah, yeah. And, it, and a lot of treasure hunters like to come in here. I mean, there's people that just like to find books, but there's always that person that comes in here and tries to find that hidden gem, you know. Right. The, the one that's the, the rare find <laughs> that you can't find, but, you know, they buy it for a buck or 50 cents and, you know, they walk out of here with a, a nice book. So, yeah, it's, it's treasure Treasure hunters love our book section. I want to circle back and talk about the paint before we let you get out of okay. here. But let's brag about Saturday. Uh, this Saturday from 9A until 5P over at the fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. You're having a big-time event, the Common Grounds Coffee Festival, and it's all about raising money for the next build, right? It is, yeah. And we're excited about it because it's, it's the first of its kind. Uh, you know, we are the city of festivals, and um, I want to kind of get away what from what most nonprofits were doing, which was the standard gala format. Right. And we decided that uh, we kind of watched the, the – coffee industries just kind of explode especially when we talk about coffee we're talking about the local roasters and so uh we've we've paired with a lot of them to try and bring them in and make this an event and we saw this kind of happening out in other places you know new york milan los angeles like that but why don't we deserve it right here in oklahoma right yeah. here in mid-america and so we decided to try our, our hand at that and kind of come up with this unique festival that really kind of appeal to people of all ages and 
There's tickets that there you guys know. You're selling the tickets here, right? We do have tickets. Actually, we have the wristbands here, so if they come into the restore, they can buy the wristband right here on the spot. Um, and then they can go online and buy tickets at cchfh.org slash coffee. Um, and then if they will visit one of our many vendors, you know, Yellow Dog, uh, Not Your Average Joe, Beanstalk, or any of the other vendors in the area, if they look at our list, uh, those vendors all have codes to buy one, get one free, so they can get two tickets for the price of one. I love this list of restaurants. Some of these I'd never heard of before. Lucid Bean? Lucid Bean, yep. That's they, awesome. I'm, I'm a big coffee guy, okay. so I'm always trying to compare. You know, maybe maybe mm-hmm. we need to have the ultimate coffee bracket for in town. But Brandy's Cakes helping out. Nothing bunt cakes. Uh, Molly Coddled Ashlingers. Social Butterfly Catering. Self-made cookies. That's you got a full group of people that have really jumped in to be a part of this. Oh, yeah. And they, they've all, a lot of them have been partners with us for a while. And, and the opportunity to partner with us on this and come in here and be vendors was just fantastic. And uh, I, I'll say one thing is if we even got some of the coffee roasters to pair together and Not Your Average Joe, uh, Leap Coffee Roasters, and Yellow Dog are all going to work together to come up with a roast where they each roast some beans and do a combined roast. It's going to be a signature roast just for the festival. Oh, that's awesome. And so. uh, you, you're going to be there from 9 to 5. Um, you're actually going to have an adult area, too, so there's a 21 and over area, there too. Is. There with, is. As my wife likes to call it with the uh, special coffee or the coffee with a kick. Uh, and there's going to be a live podcast, too, out there, so that'll be fun. There is. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, again, all things coffee, so we got some, some brewers out there that love their coffee stouts, and so they'll have some of those. we got a couple people that wanted to jump in there and do some different cocktails using, like, coffee liqueurs and stuff, and so they're going to be there. And then uh, with all that, we're going to have the entertainment piece, so we're going to have some artists there performing and, and making it a full uh, enjoyable atmosphere for them to come in and sit around and have conversations and drink coffee. First 500 people the day of the event will receive a pretty cool burlap bag. I saw right. you, you sported that, brought that out so people can see it if they come by. And a campfire coffee mug, which is one of the rounder coffee mugs. Yeah. Really cool look. Yeah, most people recognize them as sort of that speckled look yeah. sort of uh, on the outside or whatever. It's a, it's a very sizable cup. It's got the logo on it. And, yeah, we're real excited about that. And so, I mean, <laughs> you come in for 10 or $5 depending on whether you buy the Buy one, get one free, and to walk away with a bag and a cup. and Pretty cool. And get sample all kinds of coffee. I mean, uh, we think that's a great deal. Hey, so. yeah, no, I do too. So with, with that in mind, Randy, the, you, you do a lot of fundraisers. There's a lot of things that you guys put on. But you can also help without having to go to an event. or You can just go to the website, and you're always looking for volunteers. You're always looking for people that stand right. up. We do events like this because we want you to have fun. But then again, you might but you might be listening today, hear Randy in his plight, and say, I can, I want to help. I want to do what I can, but I can't get out on Saturday. i got my kids' game, or I'm going to be out of town. You're always looking for people to help volunteer or even just donate financially. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, the financial resources are certainly the lifeblood of any uh, nonprofit organization, but uh, the product giving uh, is, is big, like I mentioned, with the restore, and then just coming out and volunteering, whether it's on a build, whether it's volunteering in our restore, because uh, labor is expensive. And so if right. you come out and volunteer, that cuts down my labor. And, again, that means more money, less overhead, and uh, more money goes to the projects that we're trying to work on. And, and we can get tickets here, right, or you at can. any of the vendors, right. any of the vendors for the Common Grounds Coffee mm-hmm. Festival. Uh, let's talk home builds. How are we looking? Where are we at right now? you in a good place? Yeah, we uh, we have one going on right now, just actually a couple blocks north of uh, Norman High School. That's, that's uh, a fantastic build going on uh we've got some materials in to start another build down in in noble which is going to be a very exciting build because uh we've we've partnered with a vendor to do an insulated concrete form home and that's so cool never seen one of those especially foam panels and they it's going to be an all concrete basically all the way around and on the bottom and stuff and uh 
it's going to be a, a new experiment for us. It's going to be a, a really exciting uh, project. And then we've just purchased property, closed on last week, in fact, to build two new homes here in, in Norman again. So uh, a lot of stuff going on with our home and builds. You are, you are staying busy, man. That's uh, fun, right? <laughs> yes, it is fun. Uh, CC hfh.org you can go to that website put in slash coffee um i've got all the bios up you can learn about randy gardner and his staff but listen before i let you get out of here and get back to work tell me about the the different paints when you walk in the door uh you'll notice a whole paint area to your right you've got the paint area to your left here too sure yeah so we we've Long carried the Amazon paint, but uh, not too long ago we added a second uh, paint, Vision paint, which has been very good for us. And they also include stains. Uh, and we, with that, we actually got a shaker. So now you come in and we can get your paint shaken and mixed up for you. Uh, and then cool. we're also excited about our Dixie Bell line. Uh, the crafters out there know what I'm talking about when I say Dixie Bell, but it's a crafter chalk paint and uh, used for furniture and other projects. And uh, we've expanded the, the selection that we have there, the colors that we have there, the tools that we have there. Uh, and it's a fantastic product, and we'll actually have that at the uh, at the coffee festival as well, doing demonstrations and selling the product. So, Randy, you've worked in in nonprofits your whole life, and I think sometimes um, people might be driven to help when they hear a reason why. What drove you into nonprofits? What's brought you to the Cleveland County Habitat <coughs> for Humanity Resource? Uh, a passion to serve. Um, you know, a lot of people have jobs, but. You know, how many people actually get to wake up and, and love what they do and wake up with a sense of purpose every morning? And <clears throat> certainly some days are more challenging than others, but just that waking up and going, I'm going to a job that I'm going to make a difference, and that's really what drives me. Just that, It's that, that drive to do something for somebody else to make our community a better place. That's awesome. Randy Garner, thanks, buddy. Appreciate hey, you. We're going to be out here all day long. Who, who's coming on next with us? Who have you picked out to be our next guest? I later? think my restore manager, Kendra, is going to be able to talk oh, to you. Oh, I've seen so, Kendra. Okay, yeah. I'm excited. We'll talk more about the paint and everything, right? Yeah, she can give you all the details. I love that. Okay, then one more time. This Saturday, 9 to 5, you can get tickets here. This is going to be an awesome event. We've seen it across the country. Yeah. Common Grounds Coffee Festival, right? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be a great event. It's going to be all day. Come and go. So, if you can make it in the morning, great. If you make it in the afternoon, great. If you can make it both, all the better. So, you know, come and go. Get that wristband. You can come all you want. So. Appreciate you, Randy. Thanks so much, hey, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate it. Great stuff. Randy Gardner, who is the uh, president and CEO, kind of runs all the things for the Cleveland County Habitat for Humanity. Thanks again, Randy. That's really good, man. Uh, and we're we'll going to talk more about what's going on at the Restore later on in the show. Now, at the bottom of this hour, uh, we're going to have a conversation with two dudes who will be squaring off against each other. Norman North had women's... Girls soccer coach Trevor Lafoon will join us, and Kevin Chesley, who is the girls coach for Norm. We've got the Crosstown Clash on our flagship Sports Talk 1499.3 FM, the ref, coming up later this week. Okay, at the Restore, come on by. Uh, save the date this Saturday for what looks to be an awesome event, the Common Grounds Coffee Festival. Now, before we grab a break, Josh, one thing that I promised to do last segment that I didn't, I want to talk real quick about the games this weekend. Just hit on all five. Uh, perfect game against Cal State Fullerton. Cal State Fullerton's a really good team. So, uh, it, it, in fact, I think they had already beaten Arizona, and I want to say they beat like either Baylor or, or Tech this weekend and gave UCLA all they could handle. So that's a that's a really good softball team that Jordy Ball threw a perfect game against, and they run-ruled. They then turn around and kind of struggled a little bit with Long Beach State. You know, we, we saw the first time that Hope Troutwine had faced a little bit of adversity, got a few balls up, and she was made to pay for it. 
But Nicole May came in and was incredible, and the Sooner bats just blew up. Uh, won that game in run real fashion. Arizona was just a straight butt kicking. Um, they never looked back. They Arizona tried to do the old, all right, we're going to pitch one one pitcher your first time through, a second pitcher your second time through, and it just it didn't work. And then the Tennessee game was everything you could want in a college softball game, right? You had the early lead for Oklahoma. Tennessee scratches and claws its way back. Um, Oklahoma retakes the lead. Tennessee rallies. Sooners make a few mistakes. We go to extras. Jordy Ball had been hit a little bit, something that really hadn't happened this season. She's taken out. She comes back in and is just incredible. Listen, both teams consistently took advantage of putting runners in scoring position during that game late. They really did, and it was fun to watch. Uh, Nerve-wracking, voice-cracking, but fun. And then in the end, you know, you, you, you come away with arguably one of the best wins that we've seen from a kind of a dramatic perspective. And then su- Sunday was Gasso v. Gasso. You had DJ Gasso and Paige Parker in the opposing dugout. And you had a very inspired Utah team that came in and played really well. And the Sooners were just snake-bitten, dude. I can't think of any other way to put it. Just absolutely snake-bitten. They had the... The triple play that was turned, which was a rocket down the third baseline on him. Um, I hadn't seen a triple play in a game uh, for softball. I had not, so that was pretty wild. You had in the, what was it, the, the, the fifth, where you have, or the sixth, where you have a chance to kind of start separating things. You get the double play when Grace Lyons lines one to the third baseman who scoops it off the dirt and doubles off Kenzie Hansen at third. I mean, they were just snake bitten during this game Sunday, but still found a way to win. And, I mean, I I don't know how you feel. I thought, you know, Jossie had a couple of good pitches thrown to her this weekend, but she walked, what, nine, ten times this weekend, one intentional walk. And, you know, Patty Gasso said against Utah, all right, you guys are going to you guys are gonna walk, I'm going to lead her off. And, I, I think the last time T.R.A. Jennings didn't lead off was like the post uh, prior to the postseason last year. It had been quite a run, maybe even a, prior to the start of Big 12 season since T.R.A. Jennings hadn't let off. So Coach tried to adjust a few things, get a good pitch for Jossie. It didn't happen. And now, you know, I guess we can say Jossie's got a chance to break the mark here at Marita Hines Field, right? Which will be awesome. I, th- that'll be great. It'll be a party in – I guess in some ways that that perhaps is fitting that she gets to do it in front of this home crowd. Hope that she can just not let this thing, the the pressure of it, continue to mount because she really just hasn't had a lot of honest opportunities at it coming out of these five games over this past weekend. And the important thing is Oklahoma keeps winning. So I'm sure that it's been frustrating for Jocelyn. How could it not be? You feel like you're right there on the precipice of history and you're not getting an honest chance to break this record. So just got to move forward, and when you get that opportunity, knock one out of here. Right, hey, when, when we come back, I want to I explain one of my analogies because I got a great email from Marcos <laughs> that I want to share with you. And it's not by any means uh, – Marcos is one of the best Sooner softball fans on the planet – uh, and the subject said it's not rocket surgery. I don't. I, I, I just want to explain it because it is a joke. Um, 
but but I want to give you the genesis of it so you you understand that it's coming from a place of love and also understanding that there's no such thing as rocket surgery. There's T-shirts that are made about it. So we'll dive into it next. Um, the pitch to Jossie campaign was pretty good, though, I will say. I was sitting by – well, I wasn't sitting by. Low was kind of within my, my vision for a, a majority of the game. And a couple of those first pitches, like True Sooner was talking about, you could literally see Low just kind of drop her head. It's like, ugh. Because they're good pitches. And, you know, Jossie attacks the first pitch. She has before. But there wasn't a lot of good pitches. Nor nor is there going to be a lot of good pitches you're ever going to see. But they really had a cognizant effort to try to pitch around her. All right, quick break. Um, it's Plank Show right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into The Plank Show. We're on the road today at the Restore. Sorry, dude. I heard, like, dead air and I freaked out. Is everything okay? I was running around talking to Randy. Do you know Randy's an Air Force, a retired Air Force vet? How cool is that? That's Randy pretty Gardner awesome. Hanging out with us. Pretty awesome. This Saturday, the Common Grounds Coffee Festival, 9 to 5, the Cleveland County Fairgrounds. It's over off East Robinson. You can raise money for the Cleveland County Habitat for Humanity as they push to build another house. Coffee, tea, pastries, candies, art, music, demonstrations. 21 and over area for coffee stouts and coffee cocktails. Love Works, I don't know what that is, but they'll be doing a live podcast on the day of the event. Some of the young entrepreneurs will also have a, a booth there, plus the first 500 people that attend during the day will receive a burlap bag and a campfire coffee mug. Sounds like fun to me. I, I just I like this from uh, Marcos. It made my day. Uh, Marcos writes, uh, I wanted to chime in. I enjoyed listening to the broadcast this weekend. Since Flo Softball had this one, just makes me appreciate your radio calls all the more. It was surely disappointing. Alo, and by the way, thank you for that. That meant a lot this weekend, but it's also very frustrating too because it doesn't take it, – it took me a year to kind of understand how it should be called, the terminology, the pacing. It's a different world. All I'd ever done was baseball, so softball takes an adjustment. So you don't need to be destroying these people. Just maybe have a little bit of grace every now and then. Now, again, this isn't the first rodeo for uh, Flow Softball either, so they need to be better about choosing the broadcasters they choose. Uh, but I do appreciate the words, Marco. Uh, but you're right. Surely was disappointing. Olo didn't get to break the record. Would have been such a story and serendipitous with Low C there. Full circle from the first meeting and the world stage of the Mary Nutter Classic, and all the family there. And you, having practiced her full name for the call, I'm sure it's frustrating with all the pitching around. Uh, Jocelyn, aloha, pumihana, alo. There's a new home run queen in solid college softball. We're going to use the full name. What's the odds that I botch it, Josh, whenever she actually hits it? I'm going to totally say it wrong. I practiced it for her sister. I was like, okay, here it is. Jocelyn, aloha, pumiana, alo. She goes, that's good enough. I'm like, no, it's not. It can be good enough. You got to tell me. She's like, no, 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 you got it. Uh, but anyway, uh, Marco added, even when they do pitch to her, it must be so hard when they throw three balls and then sneak one in or an intended ball gets called a strike. Then they have to nip the corner or whatever. Um he added, nothing hittable, but can still be called a strike. I hope that she does it in Hawaii. Would be best for her and mostly fitting anyway. I wonder if Patty simply sits her 
during the Minnesota game. Definitely seems like the whole team is pressing and playing tight in anticipation of the record. Part of it is I think they all know they've got to set up the scenario so they are forced to pitch to her by getting on base in front of her. And then they feel pressured to make them pay when they walk Alo. I'm sure it's tough for the whole team. Uh, and then Rocco adds this, or excuse me, Marco adds this, which makes my day. He writes, which brings me to the phrase you said on Saturday's broadcast, quote, it's not rocket surgery. Don't know if that was intentional or not, or <laughs> although there would be some technicians working on the micro instruments and firmware of a rocket who might view themselves as such. <laughs> so the first time I heard this, Rocco, uh, Marco, I use this nonstop, okay? And I understand it's completely screwed up. And I don't know where the genesis of it was. We say it all the time here, Josh. I don't even know where we first heard it here. But I know for me, when I worked in radio, well, what am I talking about? When I worked in Tulsa, uh, my boss in Tulsa, his name was Don Christie. Great dude. I mean, great dude. Now, he never listens to me, but a great dude, unfortunately, an Arkansas fan. And one day in about 20... 2005, maybe 2004, a very, very angry KMOD fan called, left a voicemail. And the voicemail was mad about not playing, I don't know, probably Skinner or Steppenwolf or something, right? And at the end of the voicemail, the dude said, come on, man, this isn't that hard. It's not like rocket surgery or anything like that. And I don't know why, but it just absolutely stuck. So I use it incorrectly. I know that. Marcos, I'll do a better job of explaining it. But I'm going to tell you something, bro. It makes my absolute day that you caught that. It makes my day that you caught that. Because, Josh, we say it a lot, and we understand that it's tongue-in-cheek. But I dig that someone heard it and was like, wait a minute, do you know you screwed that up? Day made, Josh. Day made. Uh, yeah, that, that's pretty exciting. We've, <laughs> on this show, you know, that's been kind of a running gag for yeah. years now. Yeah. So, yeah. It's nice, to see it's ha- but, nice to see it have its day. Well, and listen, I got to admit, there were some very frustrating moments this week on the broadcast. And my buddy Toby, Toby Baldwin was giving me grief for it. On Saturday, there was this youth, which, again, I'm all about growing the game, Josh, right? There was this youth softball team that was sitting in front of us. And while the game's going on, right, which standing during the game, if you're watching the game, I'm all about, right? If everyone wants to get up and stand during the game, that's great. I'll stand with you. But when you're standing up taking selfies and constantly moving seats while not watching the game, I've got to go old man. And these girls, bless their heart, were not there for the game and had the best seat in the house. So I got mad about that. (laughs) Um, I was mad about them walking Jossie. I really, really, really had to go to the bathroom in the Tennessee game. (laughs) I don't think there's any other way around it. I really had. I had to go so bad that I literally, as soon as the home run was hit, I think I raced through the postgame show and then waited in line. Just, I mean, it was bad. It was bad. 
So there was a lot of little things, but that that made my day, Marcus. I'm glad you caught that. That really All led right, uh, to t- the rant this morning, didn't it? That hey, we got to fix facilities and we got to upgrade. It was that moment, the end of the game, rushing through the post game. <sighs> show and then then even after all of that having to wait (laughs) well it's just you know coach talks about sooner softball having outgrown marita heinz field right it has college softball has outgrown field of dreams our big league dreams or big dreams field whatever it is it's outgrown it unless they invest in adding some seating fixing the facilities, more concession stands. But, again, how much are you going to invest in a place that maybe is packed once a year? That's that's the question. So it's cool. It looks neat. But it's 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 also it, it's also past its prime. It needs some help. So, yes, Josh, that was part of that led to it too. <laughs> All right, uh, we got a big soccer match this week. We'll talk about it with our guys from the Crosstown Clash next. Right, we got Crosstown Clash Soccer coming up this weekend for our flagship Sports Talk 1499.3 FM. The ref in Norman will have broadcast, uh, we'll have the broadcast for you or on normansports.tv. Kevin Chesley's in his first year as a Norman girls soccer coach and Trevor LaFoon, our man for Norman North. They join us in studio. Uh, Trevor, and I know, uh, by the way, Kevin's on the phone, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us, Trev. I'm going to start with you. Um, kind of take us through how the season's gone for you. Take us through how you're feeling about the way this this girls team has come together. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, with I mean, usually we don't play Norman High the first game of the season. Um, usually it's kind of a little later on in the in the season, a little right before spring break. Um, but I would say that the the snow didn't help last week. Um, that, that's not super. <laughs> that's not super exciting for me. Um, and for the girls, and I'm sure Kevin feels the same way. But, you know, things happen, and, uh, I mean, I've, I've kind of told the girls, you know, we, we deal with kind of what we got, and you play the cards you're dealt, and we're going to go for it. But happy happy, happy so far. Um, we didn't lose a lot of girls last year. We graduated four girls that played. Um, so looking forward to this season and obviously tomorrow night because a lot of the younger girls and a lot of the soccer community comes out to OU and watches that game. So it should be exciting. Six o'clock, normansports.tv, where you can catch the girls' match and then, of course, the boys' crosstown clash to follow immediately after that. Kevin Chesley, the Norman girls' coach, is hanging out with us as well. Kevin, what are you familiar with the crosstown clash? What have you heard about it? And how's year one going for you guys so far, getting set to start this season? Uh, well, yeah, I, so I've been the boys' assistant coach the last seven years, so – I've been a part of the Crosstown, um, and I teach at Irving. So, I mean, I, I coached football at Irving, so I've, I've always kind of followed it the last 20 years. But um, I would agree with Trevor. The snow was was at about the worst time it could happen. <laughs> you know, we losing scrimmages uh, didn't help, you know, when we're trying to implement things. Uh, there's only so much you can do in practice, uh, getting to go against girls, is, is the best thing, and, and losing that time really hurt. But we've looked pretty good in our two scrimmages. Um, you know, we went to PC North and we went to Enid. Uh, you know, they're not defending state champs, though, so we'll, we'll see We'll see what happens tomorrow <laughs> night. 
Hey, so with that in mind, Kevin, I just want to follow up with you here real quick. And Kevin Chesley's in his first year with the Norman girls soccer team. What do you, how do you feel about your team? And, and I know it's kind of unique because we have the two opposing coaches on, so I know neither of you are going to give away game plans. But what do you feel like your strengths are right now for this uh, Tiger squad? Actually, I, I feel pretty strong about my attack. Um, it, it's a weird, it's a weird transition into this year. We the last year there were not very many kids out because of COVID and things like that. Um, there were a lot of seniors, so we didn't really know what we were getting. I, I have a lot of freshmen. Um, I'm going to be starting five freshmen tomorrow, which kind of scares me. But at the same time, they're they're high quality and and they might not even know what they have. To you know, the pressure that's going to be on them, they're just going to go out and play. Um, you know, I have four seniors, and one of them one of them actually tore ACL in a volleyball tournament. So, uh, But she still provides leadership. So it, it's, it's an interesting year. I, I think that will be a little bit of a surprise because I don't think anybody really knows what we have. Um, but we're still really, really young. So we'll see how that works. Trevor LaFoon, the girls coach, hanging out with us as well. Defending state champions, Trevor, what team do you have coming back right now? I know you mentioned you, you lost four seniors that were players for you last season, significant players for you, but what kind of team do you have coming back, and how do you feel about your group as you begin 2022? Yeah, no, I think – I mean, obviously I think that every year we, we're going to be in the conversation, you know, just because, I mean, a lot of our girls, I mean, just kind of like Kevin, though, I mean, a lot of our girls have played together, you know, growing up their whole lives. So, I mean, that provides a lot of, you know, strength, in my opinion, um, for us. And for my group, um, I mean, obviously I think we're, we're strong. Um, but, I mean, I would also tell you that, you know, coaching girls, coaching high school girls, you know, sometimes they, if they're not mentally there, you know, that's that's the biggest battle for me in, in, in my opinion. You know, if they're not mentally there or they're not uh, fully invested that day, then it's it's kind of a train wreck. Um, I'll be honest. I mean, sometimes at practice, you know, and, and again, the girls, the girls have done a good job. Um, but, I mean, I, I think that coaching girls and coaching high school girls, you know, they have so many other things on their mind. I mean, just – just trying to get them to focus and be fully a hundred percent invested now. And again, I don't think I'm going to have a problem and either of us are going to have a problem having the girls invested on, on Tuesday. But I mean, that's, that's my biggest thing. Um, just because, you know, I mean, fortunately and unfortunately we've, we've been successful and a lot of the girls have played, you know, and a lot of the girls that are my seniors are going to play in college, you know? So it's kind of almost like, hey, I want to make sure that they're all invested and, you know, everyone's ready to go. And, you know, again, I always I always tell the girls, you know, hey, every year, you know, when you're a senior, this is your last year. You know, you want to go out and you want to compete and you don't want to look back and say, man, I wish I would have had a better senior year or I wish I would have ended my career better. Because, um, you know, I mean, your, your career could end in any moment. You could get hurt, kind of like Kevin just said, a girl tore ACL playing volleyball. Um, you know, so, I mean, I always preach to the girls, hey, go in out. Go out and give 100%, and we'll see what happens, and hopefully we can win the game and move on. Hey, uh, two more, one more for each of you, Trev. I'll, I'll start with you, um, and, and maybe this will be a good thing for Kevin to touch on as well, but the great crowds, the enthusiasm, the energy, I mean, it's, 
it's the Crosstown Clash, so it's always a major event regardless of sport. But how much of a difference does that make for your girls, and how much do they feed off the energy of the crowd? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I would say that, I mean, the Crosstown Clash is awesome. I mean, even it, whether it's at OU, whether it's at Norman High, whether it's at Norman North, I mean, I'll be honest, I think. I mean, football obviously does a really good job of having a great attendance, and basketball does as well. But I would tell you that, I mean, I would say soccer and basketball are probably pretty close, honestly, as a tie. Um, just because, you know, soccer's growing in Norman, one, I think. I mean, NYSA has done a great job, and, um, you know, Celtic and NYSA, and, I mean, soccer and – in the community is huge. So, I mean, obviously when the girls go out there and the guys go out there, I mean, it's awesome. Um, all the people you've grown up with, all the families that know you, they, they're kind of watching you there. Um, but again, I would also tell, I mean, I tell my girls that before every North high game, like there are younger girls that I coach. I mean, I coach at the club, so there are younger girls that I coach that are 10 or 11. And if you have a bad attitude and bad body language, I mean, you're not helping me and you're not helping the younger girls. So, you know, I mean, for me, uh, it's awesome for the girls and it's awesome for the players, but I mean, they also need to realize like, hey, just go out and play and be yourselves and, you know, be positive and have good body language and set the standard for everybody else. So I'm excited. Should be fun. Same for you, Kevin. Same for you, kind of with the mindset of the crowd and what it does for your for your girls. But, you know, Crosstown is always the most attended game for us. And I think being able to play in front of students instead of just parents is always going to be a, an added bonus. Um, and, I mean, those kids, you know, it, hopefully they kind of catch fire. You know, it's going to be a great night, I hope. You know, coming from three days of snowed-out school to a 70-degree <laughs> day tomorrow will be, will be interesting, and hopefully it will get a good crowd out there. Love it. Thanks, guys. Trevor, uh, appreciate you, dude. Sorry I was slow on the text messages. I was busy yelling at people <laughs> sitting in front of me. Uh, Kevin, you're awesome. I appreciate you coming on with us, man. Have a blast tomorrow night. Can't wait for the Crosstown Clash. Thank you, guys. I appreciate what you do. All right, we'll see you both. That's Trevor LaFoon and Kevin Chesley. Uh, Norman North, Norman tomorrow, Crosstown Clash, NormanSports.tv. We'll take a timeout. When we come back, there is some football news, some foosball news to get to. We're talking Sooner recruiting and a little Brian Asamoa next. I welcome back into the Plank Show right here on the Ref with Josh on Plank. We're on the road today, back at a familiar jaunt. The Restore, Off Main, and Boyd, Habitat for Humanity, Cleveland County, Habitat for Humanity. And we're here to promote up the Common Grounds Coffee Festival, which, by the way, I just want to make this point very clear. When this show started, I only had one cup of coffee, Josh. In fact, it wasn't even a full cup. I was in a hustle to get out of the house, grabbed it, ran, got here, one cup of coffee, and that was it. Randy came by and said, you need some coffee? I don't know if he saw it in my eyes, or I don't know if he saw me salivating when we were talking about the event this weekend. I've had my second cup of coffee. I feel like a new man. I want to sing. I want to dance. Let's go. I want to talk draft, because let's break down that fourth wall. Fifth wall? Fourth wall? Sorry, my analogies are all off. Marco's made my day that he caught the rocket surgery analogy. I'm so happy. You guys have no idea. Let's talk Brian Osamoa because you're working on some draft profiles for SoonersWire.com, correct? That's right, yeah. And actually, somebody from the USA Today networks of networks over at Packers Wire has Ooh. been profiling some different Sooners and basically wanted 
a quote from somebody, you know, covering Oklahoma. So he, here's here's what I think about Brian Osamoa. And and again, I know we got a couple minutes here, but I'm it's funny because is when pro day is public yet or not? If it's not public, I'm not going to say anything. But let's just say <laughs> I don't want to say something and get in trouble. Let's just say there's a really good chance that I'm not going to be available for pro day coverage this year, which makes me beyond sad. I mean, like legit depressed. So, but I've already got all my notes together on on all the guys, and I've been I've been drilling deep. I haven't. I've got a little bit more of a. As my man Rick Kamla, who I do a lot of Mad Dog Sports Radio stuff with, I've got to get back in the lab to look a little deeper on and read up on how the guys are viewing Isaiah Thomas. I've got to read a little bit more about DTY. But I've been digging quite a bit on Brian Osmo. I'm really excited to listen to him with Gabe and Teddy, so we'll have some clips from that tomorrow. Here's what I love about Brian Osamoa. He is an athletic freak right? He is going to drop some jaws with what he runs at the combine. He is tough. He can cover. And, you know, I think a lot about Brian Osamoa when I think about what Bill Beanbo said on Baylor's blitzers. He said they don't just blitz to affect the pass. They blitz to bring the pain. They blitz to hit you. And I thought Brian was very aggressive. Uh, whenever he blitzed, he would hit you. Uh, what's the term that Teddy used? He would cap you off, man. Whenever he would come in, he would make sure that you felt Brian Osamoa at the end of a run. And I loved it. Um, he's a good dude. He's different. He's got a different type of personality. And I love it. It's kind of infectious. right? He's not afraid to step up and be a leader. There's some instinctual things that he still needs to work on. And he is a little bit undersized. Now, I don't know what his, his measurables are going to be at Pro Day, but I think he's, what, around 6'1", 228, right around in that area. So he's probably, you're looking at a guy that is probably going to be a will backer in a, blitz, in a, in a blitz and D. He might be a nickel linebacker, whatever. Whatever you want to use him for, he can probably do. He's just... Not that prototypical side for a, a Mike Backer, Will Backer, like he, uh, to, to me, to me, I, I, I say he could potentially be a, a Will. I don't know. I mean, I, I just, that's, when you and I were talking about this the other night, I said, I think he could still play inside, but I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I think he's a guy that, you know, can, you can find unique ways to get after the quarterback. He's going to be someone that a team, I think, will take a chance on a little bit higher than the experts are projecting, right? He is a guy that probably will project as a third to fourth round guy, but he practiced well at the Senior Bowl. He's going to run run well at the Combine. He'll, he probably won't even run at Pro Day because the Combine's coming up, and I, I think he's got a chance to really put up some incredible numbers so I think, Josh, he's got a chance to be someone that – I think he's got a chance with his athleticism to someone that's going to be a little bit higher of a draft pick than many than many are theorizing right now. Experience, he played a lot. Um, 
He's aggressive. I, I dig him. I I would want him as as my guy. If if I'm a, as a Raiders fan, I would love to see them take a chance on him in the third round. And I would almost be depressed if with their fourth round pick, if he's there and they don't take him. So that's kind of how I view Brian Osimo. What are you hearing? So w- when you talk about his athletic ability, specifically, what are you referring to? Fast speed, size. Well, when I say size, not prototypical size, but what he does with his size, right? Uh, he's a, He can cover the whole field. I mean, go back and look at some of the plays. You know what I would say when people are like, hey, so explain Brian Osamoa's game to me. I would put the Baylor film on. I'd say watch the Baylor game. He was the best player on the field for Oklahoma against Baylor by far. He was everywhere. He was making every single play. And he was f- – Dude, he would fire, man. He fired. Listening to Teddy talk about him got me fired up. Really did. Um, he seemed like he was coming downhill the whole game. So I dig the kid. He can cover with the tight ends usage growing in the NFL. That's huge. I think he's got a chance to be a. I think he's got to be. He's got a chance to be a third round guy maybe even at the second round he is a solid day two prospect right now in my mind probably depends on how well he runs right how well he tests Amen. gotta run well gotta run well all right quick break uh plank show rolls on top five stories today coming up as well right here on the home of sooner fans